What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chazzy Chaz. I'm your host, Ronnie. And I just gotta say, right before I clicked record on this episode, Chaz said, one second, let me get the intro down, as if he hadn't remembered it yet. Even though this is, may I remind you, our 51st episode... And We've done this 51 times? Yeah, he said that, what? and then I did want to get this point across real quick. He still didn't say the intro right. Which, you know, it's kind of a free form. You could do whatever yeah, you want I was to with just... it, but it's definitely not what we normally do. Well, I'm so. trying to change up the tone here, and I'm not liking your tone, by the way. Well, you're off to a hot start. Loosen the fuck up, bro, because we got some banger of an episodes coming up. We do. We got some banger of an episodes coming up. This is, I mean, this is the climax. We're at the top of the roller coaster. Uh, you're ready to go because great news for the audience. Chad has limped yeah, in with boy. another cold brew. Oh yeah, extra shot of espresso, baby. Uh, he's barely even started. So when you hear all the ice clangling around, and you're like, "Wow, that's just horrible podcasting wise." All that feedback going in the microphone is probably just Chad drinking a cold yep. brew. Well, hey, at least I don't sound like I just woke up from a six-hour nap. Jeez, loosen up, brother. <laughs> All right, let's get right into this shit so nobody has to hear you talk anymore. Season 3, episode... 14. 14. Part... Yikes. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, guys. I fucked up there. This is what I meant to say. You guys see how I just... Most of the time, I don't even give him comebacks because there's no need. He's He's gonna walk into the mud all by himself. All right, I'm redoing this. Here we go. Season 3, part 2, episode 2, or season 3... Episode 14 or episode 51 if you're doing it that way. You said episode 2 somewhere in there? Season 3, part 2, episode 2 of part 2 of season 3. I see, I see. But I'll stop saying that from now on. I'll just say season 3, episode 14 or episode 51, whichever way. But that does seem a whole lot simpler, so I think that's a good call on your part. Thunder Spears. Thunder Spears. What a title, dude. When you watch this the first time and you see that title, you're like, what? Like, wait, am I watching Attack Nani? on Titan or is the new ACDC album coming out? <laughs> yeah. Dun Dirt Cheap. What? Wait, what? Dirty. Okay, that's a different song. Different ACDC song. All right, let's get into it. The war has officially begun, Okay. It's a standoff between the scouts and the ugly monkey man out in the center, just standing there, just twiddling his thumb. Yep. And we fat, got all the... Fat boy six-pack. So we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about the layout of what's going on right now. We've got fat boy six-pack, and he's got a bunch of mindless big titans and a right. wall around him. So they're basically, they've caged in. That all appeared out of thin yep. air. They all just... Lightning came down. It's like they all transformed at the same time. And we've got some even smaller Titans, like the three to five meters that we've seen in earlier seasons. We've got them in front. And of it can them be confusing bit. due to just the way the walls work and got, kind of get flipped around. They are inside Wall Mario. Right. They are inside. Um, Aaron is inside of Shingachina. He's right. actually in the city. Yeah, so if we went away from their direction, we'd be outside the walls uh, altogether. All right, so Reiner, we start off with Reiner. He hardens up his hands and his feet, and he just makes a break for the wall. He's climbing that bitch. This man is on a mission, okay? Reiner the goat. 
is what I like to call. Is that what you like to call him? No. No, no, no. I'm, so, I'm not on just, Reiner's side. It felt like you just needed to give him a nickname there. Right? I needed to give him a nickname. I couldn't come up with one. So I'll call him Reiner for now. Once again, great idea <laughs> on your part. All right, so Erwin commands everyone to avoid him. Erwin's not having any of this. We already know swords don't do shit to Reiner, so there's no need to even try against this guy right, right. now. Hanji then explains to Aaron that... They aren't attacking yet because they need to know what the enemy is planning. Because, of course, Aaron's like, why are we doing anything yet? And I'm not thinking at all. Yeah, as if there's one... Let me just say this. There's going to be a lot of stuff that takes Erwin, Hanji, Levi by surprise these next three episodes. Reiner being here is not one, but yet Aaron's still very antsy even though this is all part of the plan. Exactly. And two, it's like, you can't just, as well informed, you can tell that this Beast Titan knows what he's doing. You can't just jump into action or you're going to be caught slipping and right. he's going to fuck you up. Because they've already surrounded him and it's not looking good already. Which, help me, help me remember, because these are all kind of a cluster of episodes. They were already inside the walls at this point. Do they even know about what Erwin's seeing? Do they even know the Beast Titan is standing out there? Yes. The only reason is because uh, Aaron and all of them, when they halted off the mission and went down and Levi stabbed Reiner, right? Um, they, Aaron and them got on top of the wall. They so they kind of, they see rendezvous. everything. Okay, okay. Yeah. They all got on top of the walls to just halt the mission. Yeah, now. right. Because they, yeah. uh, Armin wanted to look inside the walls. Gotcha. And it was that cool scene of when Reiner transformed. You had Aaron and Mikasa staring him down. Yeah. That was badass. All right. So, Erwin notices the crocodilian titan carrying luggages on its back and concludes that, well, he says that definitely did not transform with him. So, he knew, because Erwin was seeing everything. Right. He was eye to eye with all of it. He saw that that titan didn't transform with the rest that it had already been in its form, and he concludes that it was their scout from the beginning. Yeah. So they had a... Because they knew yeah. three people at the campfire just from the last episode where yeah. they were prepared so quickly. They knew there was a scout involved, and it was this uh, somehow... I guess he could have seen the scouts from afar, but I like to think that Aaron just walked right by him, and the, <laughs> the crocodilian titan was just sitting there. Yeah. He then concludes, too, that it's intelligent, and he says that there could possibly be even more intelligent Titans than just that one. So that is another thing that, I mean, I didn't even really think about, is once he knows that, like, there could be intelligent Titans anywhere. There could be thousands, for all they know. Like, they have no idea. Well, based solely off the odds of how many part of, or how many members of the 104th Cadet were Titans... I'd start looking around being like, it's 50-50. Anybody can. Yeah. I mean, they had four right in the 104th cadet to the point where even I as a viewer was like, all right, this is just getting ridiculous. How are they all? Yeah. So he's, Erwin's probably shitting his pants right now, but he's always keeping it cool on the outside. But the Beast Titan then screams, slams his fist down, and all the two to five meter, or sorry, three to five meter Titans run forward. Um and we know too that they're still they're inside the wall, like you said. But all of the horses, as last episode, when he threw the boulder, it made it to where all the horses couldn't escape 
into Shinganshina. Right. So you got a bunch of recruits holding horses. They're sandwiched in between the wall and the... And, and the Beast Titan, yeah. Because they don't have any of those awesome elevators to, to get them up and over. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the Beast Titan. Wasn't going to let that happen in the first place. Yeah. And so Erwin starts doing his Armin impression and starts going beep, bop, 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 beep, bop, 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 bop. And he realizes that they'll all go for the horses, and without the horses, there's absolutely no escape. That's like their top priority right now. He then starts thinking of how the only purpose that the Beast Titan actually had was just to cage them in. And he's like, They're, we're pretty much fucked right now. Like, We just gotta fight. There's no other way around it. And Levi asks Erwin if he's ready to open his shitty mouth because he still hasn't said anything. He's just sitting there talking to himself. <laughs> right. And he then commands that the Dirk and the Marlene squad protect the horses. Love those squads. At the gate. Yeah. we have. I don't know who these people are, but we're just going to assume that they're, what, veteran scouts? I mean, Marlene has been around forever. She's been around. She's been passed around. Is that what you mean? Whoa. But they got to protect the horses at the gate, and then Levi and Hanji's squad need to take down the armored titan. And he says, employ the thunder spears at your own discretion. I know. Nani? That was exciting. What's going on there? We got a page turn. And Nani means... Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we have here? All right, for the listeners at home, let me just break this down for a second. Usually... Chaz has a uh, a standard subject notebook, you know, one subject, 70 pages, you're running the mill, you walk into a Walmart, you buy one for 99 cents, keeps you going for a while. What I see right here in front of me is a five-subject notebook that has pages that are loose and falling out the back of it. This thing looks like it's been through the, like it's been sitting in his backpack of his middle school uh, you know, locker for the past three years, and it for all I know, it's got some history notes in it. Please, Chaz, tell us what's going on here with this notebook. I the spirals are black; they're falling all over the place. You know, you can't get a clean turn on this thing, which is why that page turn sounded so sloppy. He's got a you know, it's one where you got to turn it and then you got to shake it to get it over the edge. And now, okay, now listen, I took about approximately 45 pages of notes for this episode. So you're going to be hearing a lot of page turns. Okay. Second, this is actually my sister Jessica's notebook that she left here, and it's got a bunch of chemistry notes in it, and it looks boring as shit. That's all I'm going to say. So I stole it. My other notebook, I filled up. That 70-page hitter. Did you fill it up, or did you leave it behind somewhere? I filled... Well, I bought two of them. I filled up one. And right. I left behind the second one, which has no notes in it, so I had to use this one. Now you, well, actually, you do back you because that's where the page or the notebook flip comes in. You do write on the back of these things. Yes. So. So yes, I took 140 are, pages of notes. Are you telling me that if we looked at that notebook, there's stuff on the first page, and then we go all the way to the end, there's stuff written. Well, okay, I do write on the back if it's a part of the same episode. And then if it's a new episode, you that, I, okay. listen, that makes perfect sense not criticizing you there at okay. all. And then even, so how, there's no way that the last page has words on it, is there? 
There should be, yes. There should be. Well, the last page is technically not a page, if that makes sense. It's technically just the blank. Slate. I don't think I don't think that there's happens. totally notes, guys. Don't listen to this guy. I totally have filled out all 140 pages. Does uh, is Jessica still using this notebook currently? I, I believe she is, and she's probably going to be very angry when she gets back. Definitely just close it how you found it. So one yeah. day she's in chemistry and she just sees some detailed notes about Attack on Titan. But you know what? That's what she gets for going back to the University of Georgia and forgetting her notebook. And that's also what she gets for making fun of us podcasting. Yeah. She can suck our nuts. Whoa. Sorry, that was a little gonna, uncalled for. going to pass on that one. All right, so. It's your sister. Your mom had a very reasonable reaction to you saying that. Well, I have to pay for her college because my mom's fucking well, Just dumb. keep going. Stop. Okay. So, survival of humanity depends on now, okay? Erwin's, after he told him where to go, Erwin the goat, Smith. Erwin Schmifsch hypes us all up like he always does, and then he gives us a good old Shinzo Sasagio. Is that pretty good? That was a good one. Thank you. But then he calls, right when everyone's heading out, he says, Levi, Armin, stay here. And Armin's like, crazy. Armin's like shit in his pants because he's like, wait, I'm as good as Levi now? You're making me stay with you? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> He says before he told he tells Levi before he leaves that he needs to take down the beast titan when the chance comes and he just points at the ugly thing and it's just like scratching its ear just like picking its butt I know just doesn't even This care. thing is just ugh I hate this guy dude do you like this guy I kind of like this guy You like him? I don't know. Well he's he's a smart guy. You know, I want to hear his side of the story. Well, we're not there yet, but he seems like a nice guy. At this point of the show, I don't like this guy. Ask me in a few minutes how I feel. All right. Levi says, since he failed to kill the armored brat, that he'll make up for it with this guy. Which, I'm, he did fail, but he didn't really fail. Reiner got lucky. Reiner is just a lucky bastard. Yeah, well, Reiner does some explaining about how this happened to work, which I thought was incredible explanation. It helped me understand the whole titan thing even more but we'll get to that okay unless you with your concerning looks i'm starting to think that uh perhaps you didn't take notes on that but we'll see ronnie i took incredible notes this episode and i don't want to hear anything else all right erwin also tells armin that he's he's counting on humanity's fate with him as well and then he doesn't say what though armin just leaves it doesn't show us what he tells armin but Reiner finally gets to the top of the wall. He's talking to himself, and he's talking about how he's going to kill the horses and make a run for it. So they've got this plan down track. Right. They know exactly what they're doing. And he says, no matter how strong Levi is, he's no match for our war chief. So, ooh, this guy must be a toughie. Oh, this guy's a tough oh, cookie. I'm excited to a see that if nut it happens. To crack. Hopefully that happens. And then his the sword... The sword that's still in his neck, it shows oh. us inside the nape, just gets pulled out by like yeah. the titan. That was Jeez. really that was really cool, uh. but also made me uh, think about puking. It did. And then this is where we're at this part now. He starts talking about how he survived that attack because he transferred his consciousness throughout his body right when 
Levi put the blade in his neck. So turns out you actually nailed those notes, which makes me even more confused why you looked at me so concerningly when I said we were getting ready to get to it. Well, I, I don't like people that jump the ship, dude. I'm, we're I didn't straight. jump the ship at all. I was basically, I was like a, an air traffic controller just bringing you on home. I was like, come on, hey, That's clear, what, okay. clear skies right. ahead, land this thing, baby. When you're right, you're right. I'm glad you put in some words and... You don't sound like you just woke up from a six-hour nap. I'm dealing with um, a bit of an allergy situation. I feel a little congested. Uh, there was no nap given. I actually went got an excellent meal from Panda Express. Those people really know how to do gourmet Chinese You're allergic cuisine. from cats, right? That's why you're... Because you, eat, you ate cats, it's Panda Express? Well, as, uh, as people might come to know about me, I basically... There's very few things I've got going for me. I'm 4'11", 332 pounds. Uh, I've got terrible allergies. Don't even get me started on the asthma. Um, haven't been able to find a woman's love. And now I'm just <laughs> running a very average podcast with this a buffoon across from me. So please send your well wishes We're- to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. We're kind of like opposite sides of a coin. You're Every- 4'11", 350. I'm six foot six, 140 pounds. Yeah. So it's weird how like things line up. And if you if y'all want a face reveal or a body reveal, <laughs> body reveal. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as we hit 200 Spotify followers, uh, you will get it. We promise you. So tell everyone you know about this yes, shitty podcast. So you can get the body reveal that you've all been waiting for. <laughs> this uh, handsome stick man and this. <laughs> Roly poly over here. <laughs> All right, so it's a battle every day. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to play Rocket League with us, just shoot us an email. <laughs> oh, where were we? Man, time flies when you're. Everyone's tuned out by now. <laughs> Let's just keep limping through it. All right, so we got Irwin standing alone at the top. With Reiner now, who made it to the top, and this is my favorite line of the entire series. Irwin whoa, 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 we got a segment for this. No, no, no. It's my favorite line. It's not my quote of the day. It's my favorite line of the entire series. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, here, here it goes. You would think that those two go hand in hand, but Jazz is here to tell you not so fast. Not so fast, because we got Reiner with my favorite line of the series, Erwin Schmiefsch. He says it just like that. I nailed it. Hit it right on the head. A tough opponent. That's what he says, man. I just love that line. I love Japanese trying to say their when we start When we start doing some merch, that is going on a t-shirt. That's all I'm saying. Erwin Schmiefsch. A tough opponent. <laughs> Anytime the Japanese say the R's, it's just awesome. Aaron transforms, though, right when he's talking to himself about Erwin. And gives Reiner a good old look and starts running the opposite direction. So they're not giving Reiner any time to think. Nope. And he knows that too. Reiner's a smart guy. Yeah, Reiner knows the, what's going on instantly. It's just a matter of fact that they really did put him between a rock and a hard place. And he's got to make a decision one way or the other. And he chooses Aaron and not the horses. So, So this is a great game of chess because Hanji also talks about how she knew... She probably knew that he knew what was going on, but at the same time, 
she knew that he was going to have to do this option. Yeah, it's uh I'll try and come up pickle. with a couple words to say the word new a couple more times. Okay. It's a tough pickle for Reiner, but he has to choose Aaron because she also talks about which I mean, I think this is kind of this is kind of pushing it here, but she talks about Aaron hopping the wall running around the Beast Titan and fucking the Beast Titan up from behind. This was in my notes. Listen, I thought they did an extraordinary job with uh, how simple the graphics of Aaron running around the wall were. It was just a very nice... We had a nice little picture. It wasn't even a picture. Just a drawing of Aaron's Titan, and it just showed a nice little red arrow of... And then he goes around like this. Yeah. (laughs) It was... I love those graphics. Yeah. And it's just fun. I mean, I guess a pincer attack, it would work somewhat, but we know that the Beast Titan absolutely fucked up Reiner, and it seemed like he had no chance against him, so I feel like Aaron doesn't really have a chance against him. By the way, now that we've got to this point in the notes, I I do kind of remember you mentioning it to him. When the Beast Titan sends the smaller Titans to run at them, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, that is actually where my Titan of the Week was, and oh, we got to okay. go back and call call this guy out. It was the one that was running with his head tilted back, and he was give, throwing the finger guns. <laughs> yes. Incredible, just great work by the animation team. So ridiculous. I love it. I love it because it's such a serious show. But then you see stuff like that, and you're like, "What the fuck?" If you woke up from a nap watching, uh, I don't even know what's on Cartoon Network at eight thirty, and then. All of a sudden, you wake up, it's 1 a.m., and Attack on Titan was on, which is where, fun fact, I actually first saw this show. I didn't watch it then. I just saw what it was all about. And Wait, on what? Cartoon Network? Yeah. Adult when Sw- was this? Adult Swim. This had to be years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just a little shocked by that. You've never told me that. I feel like this is kind of a fucking made-up thing for the podcast, but we'll play along No, with it's it. not. What did you see then? I just saw a Titan, and I was okay. like, and at that time I was like, "What the hell is this weird show?" And then I went and watched something. You, you know, went and watched like Lazy Town, I the went, first anime you've ever watched. No, I watched something you know very uh, mature, like the People versus O.J. Simpson, and oh. you know, really dove into some politics. And... The first anime I actually ever watched was Lazy Town. And that's probably... Well, that's not true because you do a terrible job running our Twitter account, but the best thing you ever did was tell the people what oh, your you're first right. anime you ever watched was. Second. Second was Lazy... First, Spongebob. Second, Lazy Town. And Lazy Town's not animated, so... Well, it's kind of... The way they portray oh. the characters is definitely anime, isn't it? I mean, that is anime, but it's not anime. All right, we're getting, so. si- we're getting sidetracked here. Nobody wants to Blue's hear about Clues Lazy Clues was my Town. first anime. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Let's finish this damn podcast, okay? We've got places to be. No, you don't. So, Reiner runs up to him, and we now have Aaron versus Reiner. 2.0. 2.0, and Aaron's hardening up. He's got that new ability now, and he's just smashing Reiner's face in. He's got that confidence. Like I said, it's 2.0. He's like, I beat you before, I'll beat you again. And he's he's got a new ability, too, and... he was already good enough without it, and he's smashing his face. The armor's actually coming off some. Like he's it really beat is crazy. It's crazy how in control of this Aaron actually is. Like Ryder kind of looks like a bum, to be honest. 
because he's a lot slow. That's the thing with Reiner. You can tell when he punches, he misses because he's slower, but his punches are just so powerful. Like, if he connected, it would be pretty deadly. Right. And it was kind of the same thing with Aaron and Annie. You could tell Aaron was stronger, but Annie's technique was just a thousand times better than Aaron's. So, um, Aaron, we have another famous line by Aaron. We haven't heard this in a while, but he says, I'll slaughter you all and take back what you stole. So I've, I've missed Aaron talk about slaughtering. He hasn't done it in a while. He really, I mean, he's lately, he's been very, um, self-doubting. He's really been going hard on himself. He hasn't been talking about slaughtering other things, other Titans in a while. So yeah, it was good to hear that. It's great to hear that from Good old crybaby Aaron. He but, also at one point says, when it comes to hand-to-hand combat, Annie makes you look weak. Remember Annie? I do. What do you think she's up to? Probably just sleeping in like a crystal ball or something. <laughs> something stupid like that. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear about her. Isn't it crazy though how much better she was at fighting than Reiner? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to hand-to-hand combat, Annie makes him look weak. Is what I'd say. Yeah. Makes him look like a bitch boy. My own words. Makes him look like he's got like a split personality. Calling card. We're at the calling card. Thunder Spears. A weapon developed to combat the stout defense of the armor titan using technology formerly kept secret by the interior police. So they do the calling card before we actually actually see them. What? Yes, we do. I Did you like that? Well, let me finish the calling card and then I'll let you know. Oh my god, well... Sorry, it's, you did. it's challenging to hey, wield. Hey, did you just dive into a twenty foot deep pool to grab a torpedo at the bottom? Like, you needed to catch your breath for ten seconds before <laughs> you, you got started to the talking. Second. I saw you wanting to talk, so I let you talk. It's challenging to wield, Ronnie. Okay? okay, we're talking about the thunder spears here. I don't know if you know that, but it can deliver a concentrated blow comparable to strike of lightning. Whoa, how about that? I'll tell you Insane. what I think. I'll tell you what I think about that. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But for real, for real. Did you like the calling card here before we even saw? So I don't remember this the first time I watched it. Okay. I'm sure I just like saw the calling card and was, you know, jerking off or something and didn't bother reading it right you do but, seem to watch most of your television that way but um i guess now that i rewatched it this way i would have i guess i would have rather had the calling card after they sh- showed hanji in this upcoming scene but i do like how they kind of i actually won't lie about this a lot of times i don't like when shows randomly throw something in and you get it right when it happens but this to me them throwing the thunder spears in was a good surprise for me. Yeah, I guess I was so critical of uh, of the cannons and how these people don't make any advancements in their weaponry that when they just started talking about thunder spears, I was like, oh, cool, let's see what these are all about. And uh, obviously, like I'm talking about like it's a big deal. It wasn't a huge deal, but once I read it, I was like, oh, well, I see where they're going mm-hmm. with this rather than it would have been cool if we just got... Just them using them before. Yeah, I read all about them. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with that. But I, I like the addition of them, like as a shocker, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it makes total sense. This yeah. is, I mean, they're finally starting to make some improvements. We got the new Titan Killer at the wall. We got the Thunder Spears. 
And it makes sense too because the government, the way they've been, hasn't let them make these improvements because we obviously know they don't want them to improve right. at all. So it does make sense. And Isiyama, I love you, bro. Please uh, let me meet you one day. How much do you think he would hate this podcast? He, If he spoke very well English, which I'm assuming he doesn't, he would probably listen to 0.5 seconds of this podcast and then turn it off. He would hate us. I don't know, man. We put, I put respect on his name, right? I mean, he is the man that apparently uh, has the sixth sense of humor to have men force feed people through their anuses. So maybe, you know, maybe we would cross intersections at some point and he'd kind of dig what we're doing here. Well... Anyhow, we're back to the other side of the wall, and we've got the recruits with the horses. Uh, Marlo is kind of guiding people. I love having little action scenes with Marlo, and they're trying to separate the horses so they're not all in a cluster group, and they can't just be attacked and destroyed. And Marlo sees his first Titan. I This is weird to me because I remember in season one, Marlo and Hitch... They saw the aftermath of Andy yeah. and Aaron's fight, but they actually didn't see them. Right. Which I completely forgot about. I thought he actually saw them, but I went back, watched the episodes a couple more times, and saw that. But it's also, it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't get a great sense of all the timing, but Aaron has obviously been training very hard as Titan. He's got this hardened fist. You think he would have seen Aaron as a Titan at some point? But I, I wonder if like Hanji and them kind of just keep all that private. Yeah, they might. And then, too, um, it is funny how the military police, I mean, we've talked about this a hundred times, but just how skilled they are. They're top ten in their class, and then they never see a Titan because right. they're just inside. So stupid. But then, right when Marlo sees that, Levi swoops in and just has a wavy-ass double kill. Like, it's nothing. You're just like, good old Levi. You know, what's, what's new? Levi then mentions how weak the scouts have become. And Irwin's thinking the same thing because they're having trouble. Well, not Levi, but the other scouts are having trouble fighting off like five meter titans. They've got all these newbies. Yeah, everyone's yeah. everyone's died. Yeah, they don't really have any more veterans anymore. Um, and then Irwin starts thinking to himself about his dream and his father's theory. And we're back at this again. And how he just when he was a scout when he first became a scout, he would tell the other scouts about his wanting to prove his father's theory, but then he just stopped talking about it. Well, sorry. In training, he was telling them this, but when he officially became a scout, he just stopped talking about it. Page turn. Oh my god, that notebook is just falling apart. He realized that he was only fighting for himself and his dream. He became a leader and told people to give up their hearts. Shinzo Sasegeo. But he fooled his comrades and even himself, and upon a mountain of corpses he stands. This was just some powerful stuff right here. Beautiful words. Very moving. And then and then he talks to himself and he's like, even if this plan fails, maybe I can still reach the basement myself. I feel bad for Erwin because, well, the fact that he was with the scouts so maybe a bunch of them were dying and stuff like that. He doesn't seem to have any kind of close friends or, or groups like... Like, Armin's very similar in the fact that he keeps talking about what's outside these walls and the sea, but then he talks to Armin and Aaron, or 
Aaron and Mikasa about that. Where it seems like uh, until Pixis not so long ago, Erwin was keeping all this to himself. And it's pretty powerful shit. It's it's like he feels so like he feel puts all the blame on himself, which it kind of is that his dad died and he's been what has it been thirty something years that he's been keeping this to himself, right? Trying, and now he's almost here and all this shit's happening. Like, it's just brutal stuff. Yeah, he has Hanji and Levi's, and probably like the other squad leaders to a certain extent. We just don't see them. Where he trusts them as far as battle goes or combat goes, but you don't get a sense that he's he's telling them about how he mm-hmm. really feels and stuff like that. It was really the first time was when he talked to Levi in that room all by himself that he kind of put it out on the line. And he talks about being how selfish he was and how he was just fooling his comrades. But the crazy part is, if he never did that, they would never be as far as they are right now. And I think he even mentions that, too. Or I'm just a fucking genius and just spitting that off my dome. Well, we know that's not it, so. <laughs> but we go, oh, I wanted to mention this, too. We had a lovely email from Catherine. We'll get into that later. But speaking of what's new, just Niall, keep bringing the fire. Niall... We he when Irwin has his flashback in this moment, we do see Niall in training with Irwin at we a do, table. We do. And so. shout out Raphael for keeping an eye on us. Uh Niall is the commander of the military police. Yep. So that was a little cool tidbit to see that. So we know Irwin has a history with Niall. It's not like they're they just straight up didn't know each other and Niall yeah. hated him. But we go back to the fight and Aaron is just smashing Reiner up. No homo. And he's even talking shit, you know, getting, he saying all, I don't even remember what he says. I didn't write it down. Sorry, shitty notes, but. Whoa. <laughs> just. He's talking smack. All right, Aaron's pull. As soon as Aaron talks smack, we know what happens. He gets wrecked. So, Reiner grabs his leg and just body slams the shit out of him. He sure does. And he slams him right onto a house. It actually turns out that it's Aaron's house. He destroys the basement, and now the show's over. Unbelievable. Can they you got believe there. that? They just walked in, and it so happened to be Titan-proof. They found all the answers. This is the last episode. Wow. That was good. All right, man. All, all right. right. It was good talking to you. Peace. We'll never do another podcast again. See you guys later. Ah. Terrible joke. Terrible joke. Didn't land at all. No. The audience hate. They already tuned out because you, it's so bad. You started it, and I tried to help you along, went with it, and look where we are now. But anyways, they keep wrestling. Reiner throws a massive punch that would have destroyed Aaron's head, but he dodges it. And then he throws Reiner off, and that's when Mikasa and the others start tumbling in with Thunder Spears. And we get a flashback. We've got Hanji showing him off. She's talking about him, how they, talking about how they resemble lightning, as we've already known, and they blow a tree in half, which was pretty cool. And everyone's like, "Oh, shit, this is gonna be way more helpful than those cannons." <laughs> and then, yeah, so a couple people, I did hear a couple people in the background. They talked about fixed cannons weren't bad, but they did say something about the old cannons. But so we get back to it. And Mikasa and Hanji swoop in with two missiles straight to the eye. We got two Thunder Spears go straight into Reiner's Reiner's all cocky. <laughs> He's like, what are they even going to try? Yeah. We, we've done this before. What are y'all doing? Until he gets some missiles right in the corneas. Oof. 
And then Hanji talks about how they can only use the Thunder Spears with surrounding houses and stuff because if they grapple onto the Titan, they could get caught in the explosion being too close. Which is another cool little tidbit that we get. Yeah, but like we said, everything's got a weakness, and there it is again. You mm-hmm. know, if they were, this works for this, but like once they go outside the walls, well, think of it in a way that they finally get into a spot where they can go outside the walls again. If they get all this mess cleaned up, they would be pointless out there unless there's like trees yeah. around. If they had there. to fight the beast titan in the open field, not much they could do with those. But to be fair, that's not their immediate concern, so good job, Hanji. More scouts then come in, and Reiner has no fucking idea what to do. He is just baffled right now. And Sasha and Connie, they all come in, boom, boom, boom. Okay, They start blowing them up, and they see that the nape is almost completely destroyed. And that's when Sasha and Connie start getting scared to blow up this asshole like come unbelievable on. i know he saved connie's life but dude you got to get over who that hasn't shit. saved connie's yeah. life i'm pretty sure i've saved connie's life by doing this podcast but then they all go in for another round and they just what is it it looks like 50 thunder spears just go into they his name. just lay it on him and then reiner says wait like that's gonna stop him. oh and yeah then it just it was a cool boom. shot where it's like inside the nape and it shows all of them like Mm-hmm. Planted right next to his head, and they start glowing. That's and the thing about the thunder splatters. It's kind of a cool. They shoot him, and they kind of have to yank him back to pull off like a string to make mm-hmm. him explode. And then they all go off, and end of episode. Sorry, Chad's just doing some great podcasting where he's chewing some ice from that cold brew of his. Uh, no Unbelievable. One can hear that. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, man. I just get excited. That's it. That's the end of episode. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, good episode. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a uh, good segue into the next one. one. The next one is actually one of my favorite episodes in this season. We're still really next one, huh? We've got a surprise character that might make close to the top of my character wow. list. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, we're still waiting to find Bert, though, and, you know, all in good time, all in good time. Real quick, just want to shout out a couple people. Like I said, Raphael's been uh, in the email correcting all of our mistakes, so appreciate him for being there doing that. Catherine keeps sending that fire. want to shout out uh, our guy, Zachary B. He, uh, he emailed us for the first time. Didn't have a whole lot to say, just wanted to tell us that we were retards and that we were doing a good job. Thanks, man. (laughs) So, uh, once again, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next episode. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Ron Chaz. Peace. Peace.